Topic of our Dhamma talk this evening is Satna Vedna Nupasana Satipatthana Part 2. So, mindful contemplation of Satna feedings. And uh, during the previous Satna Dhamma talk yesterday evening, we dealt certainly with the contemplation of feedings in general, with some emphasis on uh, a contempl- mindful contemplation of Satna pleasant uh, feedings. Now today we shall go on and certainly then cover uh, the contemplation of unpleasant feelings as well as neither unpleasant nor pleasant certain feelings. Now before going into the details of these contemplations of unpleasant and neutral feelings allow me to briefly restate the instructions that the Buddha has given with regard to the contemplation of feelings. So he says, when feeling a pleasant feeling, one knows I feel a pleasant feeling. When feeling an unpleasant feeling, one knows I feel an unpleasant feeling. When feeling a neither unpleasant nor pleasant feeling, one knows I feel a neither unpleasant nor pleasant feeling. And then, so that's one um, one category, so to speak, one set of instructions. And certainly then you know, we have further instructions, and this time you know, distinguishing between worldly and unworldly, pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral you know, feelings. So when feeling a pleasant Word, when feeling a worldly pleasant feeling, one knows I feel a worldly pleasant feeling. And then, accordingly, when feeling an unworldly pleasant feeling, one knows I feel an unworldly pleasant feeling. And then the same thing goes certainly for yeah, the unpleasant feeling. So when one feels a, a worldly unpleasant feeling, one knows accordingly. When yeah, feeling an unworldly unpleasant feeling, one knows I feel an unworldly unpleasant feeling. And then finally, yeah, the same thing for the neutral worldly as well as unworldly feeling. Now, the the definition, the suttanta definition of neutral, of of unpleasant feelings and first unpleasant feelings is as certain follows. And Sutanta here refers to the definition as given as found in the discourses, which is certainly somewhat different from the definition given in the Abhidhamma. Friend Nuisaka, whatever is felt bodily or mentally as painful and hurting is painful feeling. Dukkha Vedana in the Pali scriptural language. And now, 
as alluded to already during you know, the previous Satna Dhamma talk, the arising of you know, feelings, whether pleasant, unpleasant, or you know, neutral, in the absence of mindfulness, may have certain consequences, may activate you know, certain latent tendencies. And uh, with regard you know, to uh, the arising of an unpleasant feeling, we might at times find a strange you know, or somewhat uh, a bit unusual reaction. So, to give you an, an example, you've had a really lousy day, one failure after another. Nothing worked according you know, to you know, your uh, you know, wishes and hopes. And finally, you, you know, get back home and your first trip is to, to the fridge. <laughs> the first trip is to the fridge in order to help yourself to you know, some uh, readily uh, available pleasant food that for sure is finally going to produce a pleasant feeling. After an entire day of experiencing only unpleasant or mostly unpleasant feelings, so you know, you've had enough of those unpleasant feelings, and suddenly you know, then you, know, you enjoy you know, the food, and you might even eat some beyond you know, your usual you know, limits. So uh, the uh, the presence of an unpleasant feeling may activate the latent tendency you know, to seek essential gratification. So you know, we then try to over you know, to you know, well gloss over you know, to um, overcome the unpleasant feeling or substitute it with you know, a pleasant feeling. And then you know, thinking that this will you know, then you know, solve our you know, problem. But ultimately, is it uh, really doing this? Uh, in the future, it just might. Temporarily. Uh, just temporarily. And in the long run, it might even lead to. You know, it might reinforce a certain habit. And then, when the slightest you know, unpleasant feeling arises, uh, you are uh, dashing towards the fridge. Now, there is yet another you know, coping strategy that human beings you know, tend to uh, apply when you know, having to deal with unpleasant feelings. Do you know, know what this might be? Denial. What's that? Denial. Or oh, denial. Uh, yes, and how do we do this? You just try to pretend it doesn't exist. Oh, you, mm, yes, you try to uh, pretend that it doesn't exist, or very simple, 
so let's say, if some unpleasant feeling arises in a sitting session, then we do what? We move. There you go. We just change our sitting posture. And some... Or if we find that we've employed the standing posture, have been in the standing posture already for several hours, and unpleasant feeling is getting stronger and stronger, then we might simply ignore the unpleasant feeling that comes along with standing for hours by sitting down down or lying down. So, um, a change of posture. Now, with regard to the coping or coping mechanism with with regard to unpleasant feeling, we might employ yet another strategy. And Satya the Buddha expressed this really nicely. And I'll be quoting from Discourse number 148 of the Majjhima Nikaya, passage 28, where it says, Because bhikkhunis and Satya lay retreatants, dependent on the physical eyes with which we see and visible forms, eye consciousness arises. So those two come together, eye and visible forms, and then eye consciousness or seeing consciousness arises. The meeting of the three, namely the physical eye, visible forms, and seeing consciousness, then leads to the arising of contact, fasa, which is a particular mental state. With contact as condition, there arises a feeling felt as pleasant or painful, or neither painful nor pleasant. Now, when we experience a painful feeling, then when touched by a painful feeling, if one sorrows, grieves and laments, weeps beating one's chest and becomes distraught, then the underlying tendency to aversion lies with, within oneself. So, um, the experience of an unpleasant feeling may activate aversion. And that is a very common reaction. Now, when a near or near and dear relative is, let's say, seriously sick, and certainly the seem and certainly the outlook isn't all that certainly good. Yet then. In the face of unpleasant feelings, we might start shedding tears and suddenly then again not being able to sleep and so on and so forth. And suddenly those then are manifestations of aversion. 
Same thing when someone passes away, to lament, to sorrow, to shed tears. This is very common among human beings. Now, rather than engaging in these certain coping mechanisms that have been mentioned, what we need to do is to observe an unpleasant feeling for what it is in a non-reactive manner, not identifying with it in any way. And so just to be aware of it. And that unpleasant feeling sooner or later then will pass away. Now, the Buddha has phrased this particular aspect or the aspect in connection with aversion as a consequence of not understanding unpleasant feeling as follows. Um, as is recorded in you know, Samyutta Nikaya 36, so the 36th collection, discourse number 3, um, a discourse entitled Abandon Abandonment. When one experiences pain, if one does not understand unpleasant feeling, so wisdom with regard to unpleasant feeding is not there, then the tendency to aversion is present for one not seeing the escape from it. Now, one who does understand the true nature of unpleasant feeling will be just mindful of it and certainly take it as another object of observation and eventually might certainly then realize a supramundane state where there's no feeling whatsoever arising, neither pleasant nor unpleasant nor neutral. Now, unpleasant feelings arise on several, or may arise on various certain occasions. So, obviously, when we observe or some strong physical pain has certainly arisen in the knee, and as we observe it, it gets stronger and stronger, then this is likely to be, at least at first, to be accompanied by an unpleasant feeling. Or some terrible restlessness might certainly be experienced in the mind. One wants the mind to be calm and still, and yet it's not happening, not for hours. And certainly this certain mental experience then might again, in the absence of proper mindfulness, be accompanied by an unpleasant feeling. Now, when dealing with unpleasant feelings, it really helps a lot to realize that these unpleasant feelings, like all formations, are what? 
they're impermanent. There you go. So they're not going to last Satna Fortna ever. And Satna, so if you're facing an unpleasant feeling and it's quite Satna strong, don't give in right away. You just try to observe the unpleasant feeling with as much patience and determination and detachment as possible. And then sooner or later, it will pass away. Now, another uh, practical point in connection with a mindful contemplation of unpleasant feelings is that, so let's say we observe again a pain, a physical pain, and then this is associated with an unpleasant feeling and very easily, very quickly, especially when the unpleasant feeling, when the pain itself is very strong, then it becomes, easily it becomes my unpleasant feeling. So the identification with the, with the unpleasant feeling easily arises. However, from an experiential point of view, and this is based on many interviews of, with Satna yogis, that when a pain is relatively mild and the feeling, the unpleasant feeling that goes along with it is also relatively mild, then the the identification with it as my unpleasant feeling that does not necessarily arise. So if things are a bit certainly relative, it depends on conditions. Sorry, now. May I just ask a, a question? Quick, quick, quick. Uh, when you use the, the word feeling, you're conflating two words there. Um, Sensation and feeling. Yeah. So and since no, no, sensation is certain, uh, the expert, the physical experience, and certainly then the effective quality that goes along you know, with the sensation that is your feeling. Those two are not the same. So you know, the physical sensation is a physical object, whereas mm, a feeling is a mental object. Feeling, feeling is a mental factor. Now, when dealing with, especially an unpleasant feeling, we try not to escape from it by changing right away, changing the sitting posture, and and rather we try to face the unpleasant feeling as it is in order to learn something about the unpleasant feeling. So if we were to avoid unpleasant feelings over and over and over and over again, then how could we possibly find out about their nature? Now, the Buddha has given some really useful advice around unpleasant feeling that comes along in the context of being sick. Namely, he says, he says as is recorded in the third volume of the Samyutta Nikaya, section 1, you should train yourselves thus, even though... 
I am afflicted in body, my mind will be unafflicted. So, the affliction of the body, at times we cannot prevent. But as for the mental affliction, this is optional. So in the absence of mindfulness, the mind, sorry, the mind will be afflicted. But in the presence of mindfulness, there is no need to be truly afflicted, mentally afflicted. Now, this happens when we, over time, learn to observe an unpleasant mental feeling with, without identification and also in a non-reactive manner. So, not losing our balance towards the object. Now, earlier on, the Suttanta definition of unpleasant feeling was certainly given, namely, whatever is felt bodily or mentally as painful and hurting is unpleasant feeling. Now, the Abhidhamma definition is slightly or is more differentiated or more, more detailed. Namely, there it says bodily unpleasant feeling has the characteristic of experiencing an undesirable, tangible object. The function of it is the withering of the associated mental states. So, when you have to deal with the physical pain for hours and hours, then this is, over time, likely to wear your mind down. It is likely to wither your mind. And it is in such a context that then effort needs to be applied. Now, the manifestation is as bodily affliction. And certainly then the body faculty is certainly said to be its uh, approximate cause. Now, when it comes to mentally unpleasant feeling, namely uh, displeasure or dominasa in the Pali scripture language, its characteristic is that of experiencing an undesirable object. So no longer limiting it to an undesirable, tangible, physical uh, object. The function of it is as partaking of the uh, undesirable aspect of uh, the object, and the manifestation is as mental affliction. Now, various causes have been proposed 
you know, for you know, the arising or explanations have been you know, given for the arising of uh, Dukkha Vedana. Why is it that suddenly we have to experience Dukkha Vedana? Can't we go through life without uh, having to experience Dukkha Vedana? Now, to some extent, mm, past actions and certain uh, yeah, past actions can be cited as a cause for you know, the arising of dukkha vedana, but you know, not entirely. Now, the Buddha states in the fourth volume of the Samyutta, or fourth collection of the Samyutta Nikaya, section 230, that unpleasant feelings may also originate from disorders of bile, of flame, of wind, of imbalance of bodily humors, and certainly furthermore, careless behavior or violence or gamma, certain results of gamma. So, if we live in an unhealthy manner and so, you know, we drink a lot of alcohol day by day, you know, then you know, sooner or, or later there will be an impact on you know, the body and certainly that then you know, will uh, manifest as an unpleasant certain feeling. The same thing if we you know, were to smoke heavily you know, day after day. Now, one might certainly cite yet another cause, namely when observing how retreatants go through or do their practice and then how their meditation experiences unfold, one realizes sooner or later that um, certain experiences, and actually quite a, a, a number of those, tend to happen at certain certain points. So it's certain pretty much predictable what is certainly going to uh, happen. And so there's certain insight knowledges you know, where uh, quite a number of physical and certain uh, mental difficult experiences come up, and those you know, tend to be accompanied by unpleasant uh, feelings. And that's just the way it is, more or less, for you know, everyone across uh, the board. Now, the Buddha clarifies that uh, the view that all pleasant, un pleasant unpleasant, and uh, neutral feelings are totally based on what was done in the past, which in the Pali you know, scriptural language, this view in the Pali scriptural language is known as Pubhakata uh, Hetu Wada, that this certain view is certain false. And certainly he yeah, then uh, this view is being ascribed you know, to you know, the giants. So it's not only 
past actions that determine our uh, the quality of our feelings. So, whenever an unpleasant feeling has arisen in our meditation practice, then we want to take this as an object of observation. We label it accordingly as unpleasant certain feeling, and certainly then we try to observe it. We try to observe it carefully and certainly in a continuous manner, and then we try to know its nature. And we try to know how that certain unpleasant feeling arises, we try to know what it's like, when it's going on, and we also try to know what's or how it certainly disappears. Now, with regard to neutral feelings, there are some interesting points that might be worth knowing. Now, the Sutanta definition of a neutral feeling is whatever is felt bodily or mentally as neither soothing, so not pleasant, nor as hurting is neither unpleasant nor a pleasant feeling, in other words, a neutral feeling. So it is by exclusion of uh, unpleasant feelings and certain pleasant feelings, what is left, that certainly then can be considered to be neutral feelings. Now, the Abhidhamma definition for a neither unpleasant nor pleasant feeling is certainly given in the fourteenth chapter of the Visuddhimagga, the Path of Discrimination, paragraph 128, as follows. Namely, there it says, it has the characteristic of being felt as neutral. Its function is neither intensifying nor withering associated states. Now, in the case of a pleasant feeling, its function is to intensify the respective mental states. In the case of an unpleasant certain feeling, as we've seen, its function is to wither the associated states. So in the case of a neutral feeling, neither of those two are happening. So neither intensifying nor withering, not having an impact on the associated certain states. And its manifestation is as peacefulness. And its proximate cause is consciousness without certain joy. Now, as mentioned already yesterday, how do we come to know or how do we recognize a neutral feeling? Well, by 
first experiencing, let's say, a pleasant feeling for a while, then there's something that we can't quite figure out what it is, and then we experience an unpleasant feeling. And then in retrospection, we realize, oh, you know, first there was this pleasant feeling, then you know, something that was certainly neither you know, pleasant, also it was different from the unpleasant feeling, and so you know, that then it must be you know, a nude or must have been a neutral you know, feeling. Now, just like in the case of the experience of a pleasant feeling and an unpleasant feeling, where both of these then activate certain latent tendencies, so liking or craving, desiring in the first case, and then aversion or fear in the second case, so too the arising of a neutral feeling might activate a particular latent defilement, namely that of ignorance. And so this happens mostly when an object does not have any or not very distinctive features. And so owing to its blandness, then there's neither a pleasant feeling associated with it nor an unpleasant feeling associated with it. And what remains is the neutral feeling. Now, and when that neutral feeling is present, then it oftentimes happens that we do not know its nature. We do not know its arising. We do not know why it's going on. And we do not know its sudden dissolution or disappearance. Now, the Buddha has certainly expressed this in an even more new comprehensive manner. And he says, and I'll be quoting the third volume of the Majjhima Nikaya, section 285. When one is touched by a neither painful nor pleasant feeling, if one does not understand as it actually is the origination, so in other words, the appearance, the disappearance, the gratification, the danger and the escape in regard to that feeling, then the latent tendency to ignorance lies within one. So, not knowing you know, the true you know, nature of a neutral feeling, you know, then naturally you know, ignorance will be there. Now, the you know, tanks you know, contain you know, two you know, really 
pass really helpful passages that help for a better understanding of neutral feelings. For one, in, a, in section 219 of the third volume of the Majjhima Nikaya, there is mention of neutral feelings associated with ignorance. And those, uh, are, uh, those are the cases that we've just discussed, namely an object certain does not have any distinct features, so it's owing to its blandness, then um, an, an, a neutral feeling arises. And that neutral feeling then is accompanied by, by ignorance rather than by intuitive wisdom. Now, there is, and this kind of, uh, of a neutral feeling associated with ignorance, the text yeah, then yeah, refers to as equanimity or neutral feeling based on the household life. And uh, you know, the explanation given is you know, on seeing a, f a visible form with the eye, you know, a neutral feeling arises in a foolish, infatuated, ordinary person, in an untaught ordinary person who has not conquered his or her limitations or conquered the results of action and who is blind you know, to danger. Such neutral feelings as Satna this does not transcend Satna the form. That is why it is called a neutral feeling based on the household life. Now, quite different Satna from you know, this is what the Buddha you know, refers to as neutral feeling based on renunciation. Now, you may mm, you may have practiced already for weeks on end, maybe even for months. And you've seen the rise and fall, and rising and falling movement of the abdomen, and pains and aches, and uh, you know, hardness, stiffness, softness, heat, cold, various movements of the body, various mental objects already so many times. Not just thousands of times, but maybe ten thousands of times. You've come across all sorts of feelings. And since you've seen, or since you've had to deal with you know, these three basic categories of feelings, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral feelings, already so many times, the mind is the mind has understood their nature and no longer gets excited about a pleasant feeling, no longer responds with aversion towards an unpleasant feeling, nor responds with ignorance to a neutral feeling. And at that point, there is a detachment you know, present towards feeling any kind of feeling, whether pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. 
and that detachment then so a neutral feeling that is accompanied by you know, detachment of foot, you know, mind and sub, you know, then um, or is associated let's put it this way to be really correct you know, that is associated with knowledge such um, a neutral feeling then is certainly known as neutral feeling based on renunciation so what we find that during the early stages of our mindfulness practice when coming across some object with bland features a neutral feeling will be there but suddenly this will be accompanied by ignorance later on we will have understood neutral feelings much better and we see it as just another feeling we know it's arising we know it's disappearing and all of that and suddenly so this time around there's no more attachment to the feeling and thus then this is a feeling associated with intuitive wisdom and that makes a huge difference Now, there's another you know, passage, or there is a passage in you know, the Itiwutaka 53 that is also helpful you know, to know for our contemplation of feelings. Namely, there it says, pleasant feeling, bhikkhus, bhikkhunis, and lay retreatants should be seen as suffering because it is unstable and liable to change. So, usually with a pleasant feeling, we want it to last for a longer period of time. We want to hold on to it. But then, since it's suddenly changing, then once it changes, then it leads suddenly to suffering. And then, in the case of a painful feeling, this should be regarded as a dart. And then, a neutral feeling should be seen as impermanent. Now, obviously, when we experience an unpleasant feeling, then this is an experience of unsatisfactoriness. Now, the statement with regard to neutral feelings that they should be seen as impermanent might not be all that obvious. Now, the rational is as follows. In the course of a day, we only on certain occasions will we have a really clear-cut experience of a pleasant feeling, namely when a really truly well enjoyable experience is suddenly there. And then 
Again, only on certain and limited occasions will there be a truly unpleasant experience accompanied by an unpleasant certain feeling. And so there will be many moments you know, left in between you know, experiences of involving pleasant feelings as well as unpleasant feelings where the prevalent feeling is a neutral feeling. And we might not even notice certainly this. And once we start to notice that actually we do experience neutral feeling quite a lot, then we might come to the conclusion that that neutral feeling is a permanent phenomenon. It seems rather stable when in fact it is not stable. So that one too undergoes changes. So to keep this particular aspect in the back of one's mind when dealing with neutral feel, well, with pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral feelings. Now, from a meditator's point of view, when a feeling has arisen and the feeling is predominant, it happens to be the most predominant object at that particular point in time, then we focus our attention on that feeling and then we label it accordingly, we try to observe it in a a continuous certain manner or in a meticulous certain manner, detailed manner, and certainly then we try to know its nature. So that's uh, the mm, general procedure. Now, in order to get a better sense of uh, what feelings are all about, we might at times consider walking here from the meditation hall all the way down the hallway, maybe without socks on. And suddenly then, when mindfully walking down the hallway, there you know, various kinds of feelings are likely to arise. So in certain areas, um, well, the cork you know, tiles are you know, relatively in terms of temperature, are relatively okay. So neither too cold nor too uh, warm. And with that, a neutral feeling might suddenly go along. With that experience, a neutral feeling might suddenly go along. On the other hand, if you happen to step on one of those metal uh, bands that suddenly in you know, some places you know, lie across suddenly the hallway, which tend to be quite what? Cold. Oh, so you have noticed. <laughs> so when you step on one of those, what is going to be the you know, feeling? Unpleasant feeling. And so then I'm not the only one who has noticed this. Now, when you walk in an area of the hallway, 
that Satya during the day has received some sunshine through the windows, and Satya the cork tiles are quite warm, quite nice and Satya warm, then stepping on such a court or such an area, then is likely to go along with a pleasant feeling. So, um, don't tell me uh, there's no chance you know, to carefully observe and know pleasant, unpleasant and neutral feelings. There are plenty of opportunities. Now, also what we might do is we might certainly devote one meal from starting from lining up or standing in queue, waiting to reach the buffet, and suddenly then we're mindful of all of what is going on while we're standing in line, then while we're picking up a plate, the cutlery, and suddenly then. While we're moving you know, towards you know, the buffet, then when we're looking at the food that is placed on the buffet, so we might see some dishes you know, on the buffet that are instantly to our liking, and we might see others that certainly you know, we just don't, we don't even want to look at, maybe. Uh, or and then there might be some you know, that certainly we don't have any preference certainly for. Now, as certainly you, know, you go along near you know, the buffet, you pick up food, you know, check very carefully uh, the you know, feeling that goes along with certainly the activity. Then also try to be mindful of you know, your path towards certainly the table and then the entire process of placing you know, the you know, the plate and the cutlery on the table then the process of sitting down and certainly then and then wait a little bit maybe just sit there for 5 minutes no, I'm exaggerating. Just sit there for... You won't be able to sit there for five minutes. I don't think so. And then just sit there for maybe 10, 20, 30 seconds and suddenly then see what happens in the mind, whether the mind is quite eager to get suddenly started and suddenly then you know, the feeling that goes along with that. And then the actual process of picking up maybe a spoon or a fork and suddenly then loading some food and putting it into bringing, bringing the food close to the mouth, opening the mouth and then placing the food in the mouth, withdrawing the fork or spoon and then the entire process of chewing. And then all the feelings that might go along with this sudden process. So give it a try for maybe one meal if your first experiment isn't too successful as yet, then go for another meal. Now, with regard to 
um, a neutral feeling, the Visudhi Magga, in, in its definition of a neutral feeling, says that it goes along with um, peacefulness. It manifests as peacefulness. Have you actually um, noticed that peacefulness in connection with a neutral feeling? Now, the Visuddhimagga also says that with regard to a pleasant bodily feeling, so sukhavetna, that this manifests as bodily enjoyment. So we want to enjoy this particular experience more and more. When it comes to a mentally pleasant feeling, this manifests or manifests as a mental enjoyment. So again, um, have we really experienced this? The manifestation um, is uh, how we experience an object. Now, in the case of an unpleasant certain feeling, its certain manifestation, bodily feeling, its manifestation is as bodily affliction, and certainly in the case of an unpleasant mental feeling, then its certain manifestation is as mental affliction. So keep an eye on those and see whether those make any sense or not. Now, this pretty much brings us to the end of today's certain talk. And allow me to conclude. May a mindful contemplation of pleasant feelings, unpleasant feelings, and neither unpleasant nor pleasant feelings allow you to fully grasp the true nature of those feelings. May you go beyond experiencing feelings with, especially neutral feelings, with ignorance, and suddenly then reach a point in your practice where, especially a neutral feeling, is accompanied by wisdom, and suddenly then having reached that point in your meditation practice, then may you cross over to that super mundane state where there is no feeling. And this is it for now. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.